Welcome travelers from the winding trails Grab a spot by the hearth and a pint of ale A brief respite from our noble quest Lean back in a chair for the song of rest Hello travelers and welcome to the song of rest A place where our heroes and the deities that guide them Gather to share a behind the scenes and behind the screens Look at the unfolding adventures in Archipeldia Gathered before us is the Dungeon Master, Aaron Rollins, and his band of players, Dustin Bleschmidt, Janelle Wilkie, and Chad Stafford. But I'll let them do the talking, and I'll get back to playing. Uh, leaning back. Oh, leaning hold back. on. Yeah! Let's That's a whole lead. Yeah! Brent yeah! made it on the freaking story arc. Hey, Brett. Well, I mean, he is, a <laughs> he is a hero to us all, so he deserves to be here. He's got yeah. a story to tell. Man, they're lowering their hero standards here on the story arc, apparently. <laughs> hey. Motivational cheer. Hey, Brett saved your set, <laughs> Timothy. It's true. It's true. I mean, sorry, you keep playing. No, Don't worry fine. about it. No, no, it's fine. I totally understand. All right. Well, that was one heck of an episode uh, full of feels. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Like It started out so silly. And then... <laughs> So oh, sad. Yeah, the roller coaster. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. So he hit us with the feels. I I do have uh um starting it out here. I have a question. Um, where did Jive Horse get the ability to do Jive Horse's irresistible dance at such a wide area of effect? Because that's what it felt like that was. So I like to think that Timothy really just woke up the inner drive horse the sleep the sleeper has been awoken <laughs> and that it's just a uh i guess a happenstance uh i thought it was fun to, to roll with it and that uh jive horse becomes this like center of joy and i don't know chill you know, my head so. canon is that there's a there's a portion of Miriam inside of Jive Horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Well, it's, it is funny because you guys talked about how uh, like I'm, I'm pretty sure my spells don't last that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so funny. Oh my gosh, what a uh, what a what a callback! Because like I wouldn't like props to you, Dustin, because I would not have remembered that that whole thing was like a spell. <laughs> yeah from oh, yeah. so many episodes ago are we talking ago. about brett right now yeah like not even just so many episodes ago but for people listening like they could just listen to an episode after episode as they come out but for us it's like months between right. certain recording sessions so the fact that you like had recall for that oh my god i was i was laughing so hard <laughs> yeah. so yeah, funny <laughs> jive horse was just a minor illusion that timothy cast and it stuck <laughs> you know? the headphones oh so. so you know you know what we'll need we'll need jive horse with timothy biscuits headphones from the song of rest art <gasps> oh that's true that's, that's yeah. exactly what needs to happen oh my gosh yes mm. oh i'm feeling that vibe right now that's that the golden dope. ticket my dude real i am so excited i'm totally gonna make like a sticker or something of jive horse <laughs> you've got to find your inner jive horse 
everyone's got to find their inner jive horse, man. <laughs> uh, also, we'll art drop for this episode being the most adorable little Cthulhu cat I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Such Thank you. A great job with that art. I think it is gorgeous, especially knowing, like, seeing both of the Cthulhu styles. It's it's just so cool that um, when when you see what is it that they do now, uh, especially on Instagram, it's like this draw this in your style thing. Yes. And, oh, and yeah. so like one one concept can just continuously like grow and grow and grow and have so many different amazing and beautiful art forms um, all stemming from like. Well, this is stemming from a joke that we did. Uh, Chris Veracti, it was Veracti uh, who is on the our sister podcast RD20s when we were doing some hype for uh, the book that Cthulhu comes from. That was basically a pet that he had created and homebrewed for his character that was obsessed with Cthulhu. And now oh. here we are and it has been immortalized in a book and now it's re-immortalized as a familiar in our podcast it's so cool it's awesome i that's the first i've heard about that all i've all i've seen of cthulhu was the the reference in caitlin's book which by the way another plug for the complete mckeg creature compendium check it out there's check it out stuff in there and You're that's actually find... this this is part's gonna i don't think there's any way of watching it though but that was the first time the character of timothy was played oh yeah um, he, it was a different name then but it was practically the same character um for one of the live streaming events to promote the book that is so crazy some deep origins we got a lot of interconnected we you know webs going on here there's a lot of webs that have been woven and now they're all coming together right here it's amazing and what you're going to find out is that Brandy is really the only Cthulhu. And it's just st different stories about the same cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. She's a celestial entity. Brandy has entered mm. all of our brains. And now we all have false memories of Brandy. <laughs> well, now I'm really, really questioning, like, are you like, are, are you like Brandon's like kids babysitter? Is Brandon like a giant Cthulhu and this is Brandy is Brandon's kid. And, you know, I've got a lot of questions about Brandy, which I'm sure we'll find out about. We never saw the bottom half of Brandon. There could have been a giant cat body under the water. I mean, We're not for sure. You guys probably didn't even see Brandon in general. You've only heard tale of him. We have seen maybe a tentacle. Like one tentacle. Yeah. Well, the distant voice of friendship. <laughs> Oh my. I don't think you guys have seen Brandon at all. I mean, like, we've talked about Brandon. We've tried. We have tried to manifest Brandon. I think early in the episode, you mentioned a tentacle or something. No, was, I don't know. I felt like at one point we joked that we were like rock skipping boggles and he caught one to Brandon. Yes. Yeah, but but that but around Adristia, it was all that black water. Acid water. Yeah. That's true. So he's lived on in our hearts, but uh, only Flower Crowd has ever met Brent. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, Caitlin gave me permission to kind of reskin her her concept of Cthulhu, which is a more purpley one, and it also even has like little bits of fur on it. I kind of liked the idea that Brandy would be like have octopus skin almost. So she can be out of water for a little bit, but she'll she'll kind of need it. Otherwise, she'll kind of shrivel up and turn like to terrifying like mummified cat. But that's um, very fitting for flower crowd because you're an aquatic half elf. So like both of you need to douse yourself every once in a while, you know? Oh, yeah. And I have to tell you guys, because um, Aaron and I had to have this discussion about what my familiar would be. And I was like, oh, maybe it's an octopus. And um, Aaron was the one that thought like, oh, maybe it should be a cat. And I'm like, would flower crowd have a cat? She's always around water. I don't know if she would have a cat. But then, like the, the then it just hit me like we had to use cat food. Oh yeah, and oh, and I've been so excited for this moment when you finally were able to summon her. <laughs> My goodness, it's been it's been a discussion, and because I know that you guys like Janelle's part of an art group, and they all knew about cat Thulu, about Brandy. I didn't know like, it was a surprise. I didn't know. I I just knew of it. Like there was something, and so like every episode we recorded, I'm like, I need to know. This is worse <laughs> than Christmas. Like I need to know what it's going to be. Like is it going to be something Brandon esque? And I am so glad that we have Brandy in our lives now. I think we touched on that concept of like a little floating squid or something that was like a miniature no, this is Brandon perfect. for a while but this is, oh, this is great brandy ended up being perfect and with the color choices that you use janelle i can totally see a bioluminescent quality oh yeah to brandy i know you said that brandy likes to cuddle um was there any inspiration especially in the uh the headpiece of a cuddle fish Ah, yeah, <laughs> absolute 100%. Yes, I wanted her to have a little bit more squid like features just to kind of go along with Brandon instead of like octopusy. But you know, yeah, because you know, we don't want to we don't want to piss off the people in charge of <laughs> like the James Bond, Bond. villain <laughs> or the Bond girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your 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 familiar is just a like five foot six blonde woman. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh it's funny because i made that art like pretty soon after deciding um that i was going to do a cat thulu for the familiar and i it killed me that i couldn't show you guys so i did share with the art group which uh all of your wives are a part of <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the the or sorry chad chad's not wife but like girlfriend you know whatever all of our all of our significant, significant ladies in our others, lives. The, yes. <laughs> Not part of the cool club yet. <laughs> See how it is. Take my vocals somewhere else. Yeah, then you then you'll have to be like me and remember to take your ring off before we record, so I'm not you know doing this crap all freaking. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's it especially no. doesn't help that there are two people in this conversation right now that actively edit the podcast it's not like we send it out to anybody else like we do yeah. all this in-house so we're just like aaron 
One Stop of my best it. friends. If you tap your mother effing <laughs> ring one more time, <laughs> you will lose a finger. Right here. You will actually lose a finger. And remove all <laughs> pens from the area. <laughs> but yeah, so your guys' significant others didn't uh, reveal Brandy to you? No. Nope. Well... Good job. I mean, I already knew about it, but I and yeah, Aaron, you uh, you knew all about her. Yeah. But yeah, so good job, Allie and Amber. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna lie, I was half expecting as soon as it popped, whatever it was, popped out that it was suddenly gonna be like, oh, hey, oh, hi, <laughs> it's, it's actually it's been me the whole time. I'm not big. I'm small. <laughs> it was just a matter of force perspective. <laughs> no but this is this is this is awesome this is a surprise for me and i love it and and brandy has so much character already and she's only had like 10 lines oh my god mm. the sliding of the the pillows and blankets under the door was so funny to me <laughs> <laughs> and it was nice too because there was a lot of seriousness which we've had little bits and pieces of here and there thus far in the podcast but I would say this has been the most significant so far and we still had little moments of levity that didn't make it like a total like downer <laughs> yeah I didn't want to say downer because I think I think you need that I think you need that in a narrative yeah. like you can't just be all sunshine rainbows and goofballs um but to have those little moments where we break, like when Sherman brought like the garbage tin to yeah. the to the table, like those little moments, like make it feel more real, especially yeah. when you have a lot of people who have coping mechanisms of of humor. And I think a lot of us relate to that when we're dealing with these kind of stressful situations. And it was it was also a nice way to make playing that out feel I don't want to say easier, but it came a little bit more natural too. I think yeah. that's a hundred percent. I, I, I find that without realizing it, I put a lot of my, um, I guess almost subconscious mannerisms into Sherman, uh, especially things like, Oh crap, my two of my coping mechanisms, uh, making jokes and eating food. <laughs> right there <laughs> and i didn't realize that until you said something <laughs> i think we had a good couple moments of uh you know comedy like i when i pictured flower Kraut standing up on one of the buildings in town using thaumaturgy cackling and laughing as the, <laughs> yeah, as, the <laughs> as the little frode finally caught one you know oh man if i got one oh it's so tasty it smells like fox though <laughs> So, I don't oh, even Timoth mind. I don't even mind the farts. I don't even mind. And Timothy continuing, Timothy continuing the joke about the dancing still happening. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and the dip me for Sherman. <laughs> <laughs> the one of like two roles I think we had this entire session, which is kind of wild. Like this was a true audio drama more than it was like a D&D podcast. This was just straight up role playing, which is kind of awesome. Yeah. I felt like it like, you know, it took away the mechanics of it and it was just really about the characters, which I think is a fun change of pace every once in a while. Yeah. 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 I like I, I I enjoy that balance where um I think sometimes an episode that gets completely consumed in just combat, which 
you know, it's cool because there's some epic moments in that. And there, you know, sometimes the dice are the ones that are telling the story. It's nice to have these episodes where we're digging down and, you know, actually, you know, discovering more about our characters or more about what's going on and not just going, oh, I'm just going to roll dice and see what happens. You know, it's like. Speaking of, we got a nice snippet of Timothy's past. And I'm curious, did you guys come up with those visuals together? Yeah. Or what was the whole process with that? So, no, like, no. That was, I mean, we, Aaron and I talked a lot about Timothy's backstory and kind of like wrote up a whole, without giving too much away, because I'm sure it'll come up. But like, and Aaron, feel free to, feel free to like, either stop me or fill in the details, but him and I sat down and kind of came up with like a, a a timeline of like why Timothy became what he is now, because we knew that certain people who play D and D would see a Kenku and be like, how does a Kenku talk? They're all about mimicry. So we kind of came up with that. And then we gave him this character that mattered to him to just fill out this backstory and like how he learned how to be a musician. And then, uh, the uh, when it came, I wasn't. Re- I didn't know about the dream sequence like that. I'm sure all of you were were caught like not off guard, but like we're we're like, oh, we're bringing this in now. Let's let's dive in. Yeah. Put on your snorkel gear. We're diving. <laughs> I think the first person was caught a little off guard when they didn't wake up in the morning feeling rested and instead were plunged into a dream sequence. But that makes for some good role playing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so kind of which I was saying, um, we've we have you know discussed Timothy's backstory, um, but I knew that the first thing, and, and you you can recall from you know the first episode that we were going to have to do something to basically establish that he's a Kenku that's speaking, because you know, like he said, every D and D you know player is going to be like, um, actually, um. Kenku can only mimic and they can't just talk like this. And so, you know, me pointing that out to to you, Flower Kraut, was you've met a Kenku before. You've you've known of Kenku because you've traveled yeah. widely and you've never met one that could just speak freely like this because they always just mimic voices. So there was going to be some mystery behind Timothy from the get go that would just kind of be, go, OK, well, we'll set that aside, knowing that there's something about him and why he's able to do this that right. will get explained later. And yeah, you I think you even briefly mentioned like, hey, yeah, Kenku do not normally speak because uh, uh, prior to this podcast, I, I had very little knowledge of like the D&D world. Uh, so yeah, you told me that Kenku do not normally speak, they mimic. And I think, we, yeah, because we did a couple sessions together um, to kind of practice the how our character's chemistry would be. Yes, the protosodes. And um, so that's why I made it so that Flower Kraut kind of was suspicious of him and thinking maybe it was like a wizard in disguise mm-hmm. or something initially in yeah. that first episode. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, like, learn more about this and how he got his voice and everything. Yeah, and it also gives us, we have little hints of a sense of greater scale and direction for where we might be headed we have two kernels of we know a short term we're going to uh magit or magit uh long term we might be 
going back to the Feywild by way of Stellamaris? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if like we were closed off from the portal. So in, in Timothy's mind right now, he's like, I want to help, but I don't want to leave this place because in terms of the Feywild, that's the only way I know how to get back. Right. Mm -hmm. The right. one thing, yeah. though, is that um, from what you guys have seen of the Feywild in Archipeldia is that the islands mirrored in the Feywild are floating islands in the sky. And so different points of the Feywild can't always be accessed from the Feywild. So like if you were to go to the Feywild here on Praxel and you needed to get somewhere else, you're stuck on a floating island. Gotcha. Um, so we need to go oh. back to we need to find the correct landmass, right? To do the oh, jump. Yeah. Okay. So Archipelia knowledge the, right there, or the Sea of Archipelia. The fact that it's an ocean is kind of like the bridge between the islands in the Feywild, because you can then. But it's also what method can you use to get into the Feywild? You guys have seen that the that the hags have the power that they stole from Miriam that gives them the ability to go in and out of the Feywild at will. They can summon things from the Feywild. They can pop into the Feywild. Every time that they do that, you see that white glow happening. So you know that that's what they're using to be able to do that. Normally, that's a very powerful ability to be able to plane shift. Just boom, like that, you know? Little plane hoppers. Yeah. And before we were diving into like the characters having these nightmare sequ or dream sequences, I definitely thought at one point we were going to bring up the idea that, and it's a little terrifying from a narrative standpoint, because every time we defeat one of these hags, the rest gets stronger. So every time we defeat one, the rest level up. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it feels like. Because um, if they're gobbling up the remainder of the light each time, then that just means it's going to get harder and harder for us. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, the, this is a visual back from the end of episode nine where you had like all the hands going after the piece of heart. Absolutely terrifying um, visual. I can oh, literally yeah. see it and I didn't yeah. like it, but I commend you for creating <laughs> such a visceral image for ooh, my brain ooh. to not like. So which one of you guys is going to draw that scene? <laughs> not me. Do not. I do not call it. Not. I don't even. My style is not uh, conducive for scary imagery. <laughs> mm. I am happy to give it a go. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, Speaking. But yes. Fan art moments. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Talk about moments. fan there art from this episode. We have a lot of options. My personal one was because I was imagining this as it was happening was Timothy and Sherman standing in front of Flowerkraut's door, Timothy holding a bunch of pillows and Sherman holding blankets and sheets. And they're holding them kind of like a three year old would be holding them in front of mom and dad's door as they're like, I had a bad dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. That's what I was going for. Good. <laughs> And they're both in PJs. I feel like that would be a perfect that would be a perfect one for Chad's uh, comic style. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, this is also the first that that's also the first time that Sherman's been in pajamas. So I I've got to believe that he has one of those sleeping hats 
like with the he little is. pom-pom oh <laughs> he's he's four sherman is literally four years old yeah <laughs> like he's had such an accelerated life like each year has been like seven dog years of life so but yeah. he's still he's still a he's still a baby so he, of course yeah. he would have pajamas <laughs> of course um i have my uh my fan art moment very similar uh very similar to that uh is actually also a um it is a timothy sherman uh collaboration if you will uh but when you mentioned is that paper are you like are you like ruffling something behind <laughs> i heard oh, it was like age turn and i was like oh crap and i reached over and i grabbed some paper and i kept on flipping the pages as i finished saying the there there's and i'm like so just imagining oh someone gosh. reading how to be an emotional support animal like while they're being an emotional support animal it has <laughs> illustrations on it uh, like pat do the pat head there Sherman, do you, there. you wear glasses <laughs> <laughs> like when you, uh, when you he's, got like lead, just, reading. he's got his reading glasses on it sounded like you were reading at first I was like oh okay so he's got the pamphlet behind her <laughs> yeah so if not a comic for that one then a gif mm -hmm. yeah that would yes, be funny that would be just good the papers flipping Little and then it came full circle when you guys like confessed your friendship and love and were hugging each other and you're both going and there, 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 there man <laughs> funny. that was great oh. i pulled i pulled some energy for that uh from that uh there's a video of hey i made you a sandwich and the other guy's like, you made you made me a sandwich? And they keep getting more and more like, yeah, man, this is for you, man. This is oh for God. me. Take a bite, bro. Just take a bite. <laughs> like that was that was the same energy. Yeah. Um, uh, we got two more fan art moments. Who's next? Let's see. I think. Um Ooh, it, it, it's a tough call. Like there, there's some funny like dancing moments uh, <laughs> that, that we might need that I might need to do. Uh, Flower Kraut dipping Amelia and being like like this, and then Sherman's like like this, <laughs> like failing is awkward. Just drops. He just drops him. <laughs> um, or I might even uh, well, you know, I'll do like multiple drawings, so we'll see where it goes, and Chad can do like a couple comics or one or two comics of a couple of these moments too. But I, I was thinking maybe doing an art piece of uh flower crowds. Uh, what, what do we call it? Not pentagram, the, uh, oh, pentaclam, pentaclam, pentaclam. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Her, her summoning Brandy for the first time. Mm. It's a special moment. It is a special moment. We waited so long for it. I was telling Aaron, like, it would be hilarious if he did the same exact intro, to, like, as Yzma's cat, where it's like, All right. What about Chad? What do you think? Uh, I really enjoyed, and it was such a small segment, but I really enjoyed Sherman and Timothy going to the pub 
everyone freaking out saying like, well, if we're going to die, let's get drunk first. And then the fro just like collapsing right at the front door as Sherman and Timothy are trying to explain the situation. And then he's just like, sup, and then just hops away. Like, I just imagine this Frode. Sup. Like, there's two windows, and he's so wide that each eye is at one side of the building. <laughs> <laughs> and then just his mouth is revealed through the open door. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know, I have that visual oh, in my man. head. It's just really funny to me. That's great. I like and that then a lot. I think Aaron, you said you were just like, oh, here it is. Time to go. <laughs> like so just nonchalant about it. <laughs> so funny. This mm-hmm. is our doom. We've been in this bar for two days. <laughs> I didn't feel like, you know, harvesting next year anyways. <laughs> I've been standing in this bar for two days waiting for this. <laughs> I'm sloshed. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, at man. least I'm numb. It's not gonna hurt, right? Right. <laughs> mm, I do. I have. I have some things mulling about uh, in Sherman's head right now. Um, that are great cliffhanger song of rest material. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw those out here. Um, one, the apostleship was very close. Um, yeah question um that doesn't need to be answered of course but maybe something that we can talk about in episode 11 um how far is praxel from adristia and could could there have been an investigation happening of what happened to adristia that the apostleship was sent out to and they just happened to be not terribly far from Mm. praxel Mm -hmm. when they got the message to Sherman just had a nightmare involving what was his last pair of best friends who were basically torn apart um, just by the directions of life. And if we go back to episode zero for Sherman, Bernice joined the apostleship. And so Sherman's got to be thinking, what if... What if this is a weird, like, this can't just be a weird coincidence. What if, you know, what if I can find somebody there that Mm -hmm. I know, like, that I actually know that might be able to at least help me figure out, like, what happened to my own ship, you know? Um so, yeah, there's a lot of questions mulling around in the old Sherman Nog right now. Mm, good questions. <laughs> Aaron's taking notes. <laughs> Pen click sound. Scribble, scribble, scribble. <laughs> mm. So those are my, nog pos- my noggin puzzles right now. Um, it's definitely yeah, a good point. So- I didn't even think about, like, the obvious repercussions of an island completely disappearing off the map mm-hmm. and if that's yeah. already been investigated because yeah I, I in my brain keep forgetting that not a lot of time has passed for us as characters just because of how long you know we produce these episodes for mm-hmm. yeah so sometimes oh. you associate that timeline <laughs> with with the characters lives like no 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 it's only been like a like maybe a week at this point probably a little less yeah but yeah you guys you guys oh had, it's so crazy 
you woke up on the story arc, so that technically ended day one. Then you went to sleep at Wallach, that ended day two. Then you left and came back to Wallach and slept again. So you guys have only had three long rests this entire time. And But speaking of timelines, when Amelia told you guys you had been gone for two days while you guys had in your time been gone for like three or four hours um, into the Feywild, that is something that I wanted to like, I, I guess I never got a really good opportunity to convey that while you were in the Feywild. Um, that time was transpiring differently. And that because hmm. uh, one thing that Laminaria was hedging was that you were going to stay in the Feywild longer and that more time would pass in the material plane and the, and the barrier would fade while Ooh. you were still gone. So, uh. um, but that was one thing I, I, I wanted to make sure that part was kind of clarified in this episode so that you guys knew any other times that you go into the Feywild, the time's going to be weird, you know? So gotcha. you're saying Got there's it. a chance. You're also saying <laughs> that we have been waiting three days for this. <laughs> I've been I'm here drenched. three days. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we need to be mindful of it going mm. forward then, it sounds like. It's like almost like fey diving. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Fey That's diving. A cool term. Gear up. It's time to dive. Y'all, I just need it. Someone transform me into a seagull. Apparently, they make good time. Oh, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I have a new dream now. <laughs> Maybe we should wrap this one up. Yes. Put a bow on it. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for listening. And we're out. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to our song of rest. If you like the adventures your ears just went on, feel free to listen in on our other adventures from any plane of existence or seeing stone you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, safe journeys, travelers. What's up, BB Army? Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Break, Battle, and Roll. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. If you can't get enough of Break, Battle, and Roll, be sure to follow our Instagram and Twitter, both at Break, Battle, Roll, or swing by and like the Break, Battle, and Roll Facebook page, where you can mingle with us and other members of the BB Army in between episodes. If you want to keep up with our cast, you can find Chad Stafford on his Instagram and Twitter at It's Chit Chad, as well as his YouTube pages, Chit Chad and Chit Chad Plays. Aaron Rollins on Twitter is at A-A-R-K-U-M-A, that's Arkuma. Janelle Wilkie on Instagram at Janelle.Wilkie, that's J-A-N-E-L-L-E dot W-I-L-K-E. And me, Dustin, 
Catch me on twitch.tv slash the final destination, Instagram and TikTok as at the underscore final underscore destination, and on Twitter at FINL destination, because Twitter likes short names. We'd like to give a special thank you to our musicians, Ben Holland, for creating our absolutely shredding theme song. You can find Ben on SoundCloud and Rory O'Neill for his phenomenal background compositions. You can find Rory as at Trench Roar Fair on Twitter. Gotta love that pun. We'd also like to give a shout out to what we would call our sister podcast, the Roaring D20s podcast. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at RD20s podcast. That's RD, the number two, the number zero, S podcast. Lastly, if you want to support the show, the best way you can help us right now is to spread the word. Do you have a friend who likes D&D or is way into podcasts? Send them our way. On top of that, the great Googly Moogly has told us that ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts will help share our adventures with more listeners. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Now, where was that delicious fish smell coming from? Uh-oh. Later, BB Army. I've got to get Sherman before he gets into Flowerkraut's mortar and pestle bag again. We will see you all in the next episode.